Good evening, and welcome to Karl Marx Does the Washing Up. Where we ponder ludicrous metaphysical nonsense in the time it takes to make five Tesco's basic microwave meals. Which is around 21 minutes. Indeed. I'm Elias Kassam. I'm Shaitelli. And today, what are, what are we talking about today? Well, actually, I was going through our WhatsApp messages, looking for inspiration. Uh, we've been friends for longer than I realised. Probably about two years. Yeah? Yeah? Two years, give or take, you know. What's the matter to people yeah, yeah, yeah. Time in time? And what is, yeah, exactly, what is time? But uh, one of the first messages you ever sent me was a poem. Was it? No, that doesn't sound right. It, uh, it's the first thing I sent you was a poem. Oh my no, god, I'm one a of the first messages. It was a poem about a female. Uh, and I was thinking I could read it out. About a female. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. Oh, sure. is this too embarrassing? Uh, no. I think well, it can't be any more embarrassing than the rest of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. You ready? If I don't. So, uh, actually, there was no name. Is it untitled? Yeah, it's, I guess it's... I don't know what it is. Maybe you can tell me the title after I've read it. Okay. I, I, none, none of my poems really have titles. Yeah, because titles ruin works, right? I don't know. I never tried it. <laughs> so, a girl just put her tongue in my mouth. It was pleasant. It makes no sense. I have a tongue, and it works pretty well. I guess the same can be said for most of life. It makes no sense, but it's pleasant. I think I will marry her. A life with two tongues doesn't sound too awful. <laughs> yeah, what nonsense. So if I analyse this poem in a bit more depth... Yeah. Uh, I think I will marry her. Well, it's just like mine and your melodramatic nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm guessing... Are you still with this girl? Uh, no. Do you even know who you wrote I, this about? I don't about? even know if I was ever with her. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think marriage was ever in the question. <laughs> just like this like <laughs> dire need to like um sort of i don't know exaggerate everything to its like greatest point well that's what poetry is it's just like a ludicrous like theatric theatricization theatricization yeah of reality right yeah but you're just focusing on one moment and you're you're yeah, making yeah, it every just making right? it eternity but that's what we do in our life anyway yeah yeah exactly yeah. that's why poetry yeah. is in life right yeah. all right then okay fine so i guess the same can be said for most of life it makes no sense but it's pleasant do you still feel that's the case? Yeah, like, life makes no fucking sense. But is it still pleasant? Yeah, I mean, it has its unpleasant moments, but, like, even if you, under- if you like, look at the unpleasantness in the context that it doesn't make sense, the, the nonsense within the unpleasantness is itself pleasant. It's very true. Because no, once I, you, like... I do agree with that statement. Yeah, I think, like, once you, like, really, like, look, like, reality in the eyes and, like, in any single moment and you just realise how mind-blowingly absurd it is, how, like, fucking, like, ridiculously crazy it is that we, as thinking, feeling, living, loving beings, exist, I mean, you can't do anything but just, like, burst into fits of laughter and just smile and, like... So it doesn't even matter whatever's happening in your life. If you, like, if you, like, focus, like, with attention on that absurdity, I think, like, for, for me, it just, like just brings the laughter and everything is, like, joyous for, like, at least one moment. But I think, uh, like, I think it's very difficult to ask people to do that. Because, like, we're so self-centred, we, like, uh, love ourselves so much. It's very hard for us to take a step back and think about, you know, the absurdity of us just being, thinking, feeling, living beings. I don't think that approach applies to a lot of people. Like, if that was the advice that you would say to someone who is in an unpleasant moment in their life, I don't think that would work. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And also, I, guess I, don't, I don't think it's something we follow. Probably they'll just chuck your glass at you. The yeah, yeah. Well, you, I don't think it's something we follow either. It's something I like, actually do really? quite a lot. Like, I, I would just like look at a tree and then just burst into laughter. 
Yeah, but that's when because I'm you're clinically insane. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, whatever the reason, <laughs> it's still happening. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. But what about, I mean, I actually think that we follow a different notion in that we just believe that the next moment will be pleasant. Like, even if this moment is unpleasant, the next moment has the potential to be pleasant. So I don't think, like, I, I, like, I like this idea, and I've had it, like, as a sort of, like, theory, but it isn't, like, brought into my being. The really? absurdity is pretty, like, brought into my being, at least momentarily. And why do you think that is the case? What, what that I've brought absurdity into my being? Yeah, rather than, you know, my notion of the next moment being the best moment. Because I've had, like, unpleasant moments before, and they've turned into even more unpleasant moments. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, but then like, after that, it's pleasant. Yeah. But what I love about this idea is, like, because, I don't know, I think I was telling you about this, I had this realisation that yeah, yeah. it was, like, once a moment exists, it has act, it's actualised, so it yeah. has a finitude to and it. And it's, it's uh, realised its potential, right? Yeah, it, it can never be yeah, anything Whereas different. the next moment has infinite potential. It could be the greatest moment, moment of, of all humanity to have ever existed. Exactly. It's only once it becomes actual that that potential is lost. So how can any moment... But I still don't believe it's going to be the best moment of all humanity. Yeah, but how can any moment be has... unpleasant if the yeah. next moment has the potential to be the greatest moment? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the that's the realization. That's the point. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on. This. Oh, you're with me. No, I'm with you on this. <laughs> but um, well, we can have two mechanisms for joy, can't we? We don't need to have like just one. Yeah, and both these these theories aren't like against each other. Yeah. The notion of absurdity and like uh, potentiality. Well, if you future. extrapolate on your notion of absurdity, like where did it come from, and how does it uh, affect your being outside also, of this moment, outside of like you know using it to provide joy. Oh, so, so I actually came to this realization when I was having a bath. <laughs> of course. Obviously. Um, I was listening to Ashra Temple, obviously. drinking a cup of grey tea. In the bath? Yeah. What do you want to buy? You're an amateur bather. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, I've got it all set up. Don't worry. There's Sorry. candles, there's everything. We've got the incense. We've got, uh, and like smoking a beady. No way. Was the milky? Oh, great. Because you shouldn't put milk in. Yeah, there was actually. No but you know, it's, it's the milky. It's like the, contra- the, the contrast between the like clarity of the water that you're bathing in and the milkyness uh, of the tea that sort of like reflects each other in this like moonlight sonata. And as you uh, drink the murky water of the tea, the bathing water actually gets dirtier. Yeah, that's in your bath because you smell everything everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh yeah, yeah, so I was having this bath and then I had like this really like, like really profound feeling that I was just like, fuck. And I was just like, I refer to it as the fuckness. Yeah. Because it's just like that moment where everything just shatters and like you realize like nothing matters. And that the path towards truth, not nothing matters, but like I had this notion now that like, the path towards truth lies in the sort of uh, admiration of beauty rather than the delusion of comprehension. And that if we try to like, I think philosophers and like what I was doing for many years is like trying to like interrogate reality and trying to ask like ask it many questions in order to get to the true nature of reality or and, to what truth is. An example of these questions would be. Um, you know, why, why am I here? What am I doing? Those sort yeah. of questions. Yeah. Why am I here? What am I doing? Is there a God? All these, like all these questions. But the problem with the question is not the question. It's that the question sort of has this inbuilt, inbuilt kind of promise of an answer. When really there is no answer. But I mean, there, even if there is an answer, um, the way in which to sort of like, at least the way I found to get to a deeper truth of reality um, is to like live in the question and to revel in the beauty of what is occurring at this moment in this time. 
And that's why I kind of revere the poets, like over the, or I moved from philosophy to poetry because I feel like... Poetry is just focusing on the moment, right? Yeah, and like poets spend time with the universe, whereas philosophers like interrogate it. it. Yeah, right? And I think, I think the good, like, um, a good sort of metaphor is like when you're in a relationship with somebody, you um, can ask many questions, like... You know, like, yeah, what is you your favorite pizza topping, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you can ask them lots of questions, and yeah. you'll learn about them. You'll learn about, like, the sort of context of their being, right? You'll learn where they came from, all these sort of things, which do, they do have uh, a utility, I know, first, and it does, like, build up their person. But their true being, when you say, I know somebody, like, I know my girlfriend, yeah, or I know my mother, or whatever, it comes from, like, really spending time with them and just, like, like, I don't know, having an understanding of their movements, of how yeah, they react true. to things, how they respond to things, all these ineffable kind of ideas and I think that's what gives like true knowledge when you say you know somebody it's because of that it's not because you know where they came from and I think if we use the same mechanism for understanding reality we can get to a much clearer notion not clearer because as soon as it becomes like articulate and precise and stuff yeah, it's broken. then yeah then it loses a certain yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I think we're both good at this because we're, we're constantly people asking we're constantly asking people who they are <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and they say, um, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, like uh, yeah, exactly. I'm a 27-year-old dentist from, <laughs> from Essex. And uh, that's not the answer that we're looking for, right? Because people spend so much time, forget about their girlfriends or their boyfriends, but with themselves. And yet they still know so little about themselves. So because you've had this absurd, this absurd realisation, do you think that you know yourself? Like when no. you're spending time with yourself, do you think you know yourself any better than the 27-year-old banker from Essex? I don't know. Maybe I know that I don't know myself, which is the same. <laughs> yeah, but say, I mean, right? you never stop discovering who you are, right? But it, yeah, it, but also like who you, you are changes better. as well. So you can't really know. It's like, you know... Does it change? To know, yeah, I think so. Why does it change? Because everything's in constant flux. Yeah, but uh, maybe there is a constant, right? Yeah, so this is, this is, what, this is something which really like... Because like, uh, maybe you are the constant my brain a bit. Fluxing. Is right, huh? Yeah. Maybe you're the constant while everything is in flux. Yeah, I, I am the constant while everything is in flux. We are the constant while everything is in flux. Yeah, yeah, well, but you see, that sounds that sounds way too egocentric, or like self solipsistic, self centric, whatever. But then, like, if you think that everything is in flux, yeah, then it would be very hard to stay sane. Yeah, but like, have you met anybody who stayed sane? Not in our I'm not, I'm like, I'm not, friendship zone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very true. I mean, we do consciously maintain our insanity and, like, search for people who reflect our insanity. Yeah. But, like... Maybe insanity is contagious. That's true. That's another question. Like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forget about... No. Um, so... Uh, wait, what were, we talk- what were we saying? <laughs> about, so my theory was that uh, I'm the constant while the world is in flux. But you're saying that's too egocentric and too self-centered. Yeah, but so I think everything's... Well, we definitely change, like... Like, we're definitely not the same person. If we take it, there's, like... The self can be, like, seen from so many perspectives. Like, there's the physical self, the sort of mental self, the the metaphysical, the soul, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if we say... So what really is kind of crazy is that we definitely change in, like, whatever, like, physically, uh, we're, like... Our cells are all renewed, like, constantly, right? So we're... I think it's, like, after seven years, there's not a single cell in your body which was the same. But how do we still look like the same? Like, I can still look at a picture of you and say, that's shy, like, a yeah, couple yeah. of years ago. We can still... And but that's scars. why I don't understand. Our scars on the outer, on the outside of our skin are still there. Seven years from now. 
Yeah, that's true as well. Any scars or any injuries that we would have picked up. But so yeah. maybe your thing does make sense then. That you are the constant. While everything else is in everything else. But why would we be why would we be a constant? Does that mean other animals are constants as well? Maybe. Maybe everyone is a constant in their own flux. But if we look at a table, yeah. Right? Um, a table maintains itself, like at least from a physical outside physical perspective, much more than we do. Like we see ourselves aging. Yeah, but why does that matter? Why does our physical self matter? We're only focusing on like the mental aspect. Oh, we are. Okay, we're talking about the mental aspect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so you're saying mentality is constant. That makes no sense. That because makes no sense. Like you have traumatic experiences yeah, 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 yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you are like the biggest yeah, example of yeah, this yeah, because you're right, like yeah. your opinion, opinion is, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe we aren't actually. No, that that actually does make a lot of sense. Maybe we're not the constant in the flux. But then, what is the flux? Because I just don't think we can live in a world where everything is a fl- in flux. Why not? Well, if, if everything is changing, then there's no stability. No, stability is like lying, lies in the acceptance of the constantness of change. But why do anything if it's just going to change? Why not? <laughs> what? You well, can't answer a question that says why with why not. Well, because the thing is, if everything's changing, then you have to do something to be part of that change. And if you're doing nothing, you're still part of the change. You have no say. There's no, there's no question. There's not any... You're not like... Yeah, so why do anything? Like you said. Like, uh, if I'm things... very pro doing nothing. <laughs> but if things are going to change no matter what, why do anything in this world? Right? Why even have a family? But you, it's, joy can still exist. Like, it doesn't, like, just because things change doesn't mean you can't, like, have, like, meaning, joy, all the good things in life, right? Yeah, but there's potential that, you know, like we said, uh, instead of the next moment being pleasant, the next moment could be thoroughly unpleasant. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but so what? Well, maybe maybe we're doing it the wrong way. Maybe instead of seeing it as a moment, uh, maybe instead of a moment lasting only you know a fleeting amount of time, maybe a moment can be your whole life. Yeah, true. But like that's so there is no next moment. This yeah, yeah. So this is what we're getting into the idea of time yeah, again. Yeah. It's like, but time is like a like it's a framework for understanding for like understanding or making like easier to organize the constantness of flux. Well, okay, so how would you define a a moment? So this this is why I love the idea of moments, because it's like a sort of finite pinpointing which alludes to an infiniteness. Like a moment has no actual end. And that's why, like, everything... I'm so concerned with moments always, because it's just like... It has no... It has no limit. It's infinite. A moment is, in its sense, so finite that it's infinite. It's like... It's a pretty precise... Yeah, because you're right. It could be me just like you know, smelling a piece of bread, or it could be my whole day at work. Yeah, like a moment could be could be both of those things. I think like generally when when I when we talk about moments, there's like a sort of consistency within that moment. There's like an energy or something. We're referring yeah, yeah, to like yeah. an energy, so that when you talk about your day as a moment, that day has like an integrity to it, right? So it has think, like a yeah a unity, and that unity can exist over like like a year or it can exist in like a second yeah but that's the problem though because most people when they discuss moments they discuss you know they discuss very it in small a, very, things. In a yeah. very small thing rather than focusing on like a, an entire relationship with a moment right yeah I guess but I like the the small thing makes sense also because it's not, you're not defining it to anything you're just saying it's a moment but like you're not putting any numbers to it but it's a moment independent of everything else yeah there's something, but I think, I don't know, for me, it's a poetic thing to have because it, 
it's sort of this moment is independent of everything else, but it has a like endlessness to it that makes it that integrates it with it into everything else. Okay, so say we've got a say we've got the perfect moment. So do I spend the rest of my life trying to recreate that per- perfect moment? You or... think this is the dumbest thing you can do, right? <laughs> is it though? Because the next moment's the best moment, right? Yeah, that's like, true. Just... I'm just <laughs> the next moment will be the perfect moment. But what about uh... no, because the recreation, the moment is beautiful because it existed like idiosyncratically that in that moment. Yeah, yeah, and, like yeah, yeah. taking into account. No, like, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And there's a perfect, like, I think there's a perfect synchronicity or unison with everything that's occurring in the world at that, that moment. moment. Right, yeah. So it's maybe if you could, like, really actually yeah. reconstruct the whole of reality on a subatomic and cosmic level, yeah. then maybe you've got something. But, but that's, that's why so many uh, second dates don't live up to the first, right? Because well, the first one is like totally within a beautiful moment. And then you try and re- so many people try and recreate the first date in the second date, but it's never as good. Right. Yeah. That's why you should try and do something completely different. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know if I do that. Well, okay, fine. If we uh, forget dating, what about that bath when you realised everything? Oh yeah. Have you tried to recreate yeah, I've been that bath? To get that bath a lot. Yeah, yeah, and that, it can't be done, right? No, not the same bath. Not the same bath, right? Yeah, but they have other good baths. Yeah, but uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty polygamous in my dating. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, in the same way that I, we would have pretty good second dates, but uh, none will ever match the beauty of like uh, the perfect first date, right? Well, yeah. Sometimes isn't the first date really awkward, and it's like yeah. um, not for people like us, right? Yeah, we just true. date our best friends, even if we've only <laughs> just met them, right? I guess that's true. Yeah. So wait. So what are we? What are we talking about here? So I was going to ask you how your view of absurdity has impacted your daily life. So, so if you okay, can just look this, at a tree and laugh, how do you take anything seriously? Um, so, like, for me, that, I mean, I don't, but that's, like, I mean, the obviously, key. Obviously, we don't take anything. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah no, but I, but I don't take everything seriously in quite a serious way, right? Like, <laughs> I think you are just, you, you are just, like, you are just, like, humour to, at its apex. But whereas I'm, like, sort of, like absurdity and comic absurdity contextualized within quite a serious like reverence for comic absurdity so that's why when people see you laughing in a tree they're very confused they're, they just take pictures yeah they just take pictures of you laughing in a tree <laughs> no, so, and try and get you sectioned no no because I feel like so the way it impacts my life firstly I'm late for everything <laughs> no but we're, that's because we don't believe in time yeah but it, yeah but no I do try to be on time for things it's just I get distracted by like you know a tree a tree or a woman, <laughs> or a woman's ankle or something I don't know just like whatever it is um yeah whatever it is I don't know I get I don't know it just takes me to that place where I'm just like Elias you take things way too seriously chill the fuck out it's like when there's where there's beauty there's life and where there's life everything's fine like it's just and it's just like when you get to that point point where you can just really like you just realize how just completely nuts completely nuts everything is like you like you just burst into laughter what's then yeah but there's that thing is that you you know this but you can still take things too seriously yeah yeah remind yourself of this yeah exactly but it's a mechanism that you use to like actually get you to like a healthier place so what are your actual views on absurdity, though? Is that your actual view, or is that just a mechanism that you use to try and make you relax? 
No, no, no. I, I genuinely believe that. Like, I think that's, but it's not even a, it's for me, it's the own, it's one of the only things which is just like beyond even like belief. It doesn't like reality is just nuts. I mean, that's, I can't tell you like anything else with any sort of certainty. Apart from right? reality is nuts, right? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So why do people keep trying to tell us things with absolute certainty? Because they're nuts, <laughs> right? And they're part of the reality that is nuts. But is, is, is knowing that all we know is that reality is nuts, like a dangerous way to live your life? Because it means that we have no attachment to any, like we discussed, we have no attachment to any sort of thought or any sort of moment. I think that's, I think that's great. I, do, I, don't, I do have attachments to moments and thoughts and these sort of things, but I think if you don't have that, then that's fantastic. Yeah, but I don't have that. Yeah, you don't, And really. it's led me to ruin, right? Yeah, but you're so, like, blissful in this ruin. Like, you are, you are just, like, this car crash that yeah, is, I'm like... Huh? Mate, I'm a nightmare. You are, you're a complete I'm nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> but, like, but you're illuminating in this nightmare. I feel like when you are at your, like, apex of, like, disaster, that is when you're happiest. Like, I mean, your smile is, like, yeah, yeah, all over your face. Yeah, that's true, because I'm, I'm living the life yeah, I want to live, you're just living right? the life. You're just, like, yeah. shattered into a thousand pieces to the point whereas, of ecstasy. Whereas you think you're doing the opposite. You're thinking you're taking moments too seriously and taking thoughts too seriously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. But I think everybody is. I think, I think maybe in this regard, you are close to enlightenment. <laughs> Brilliant. How do I make money off it? so the key to enlightenment is obviously uh not to take anything too seriously but you're right it's easier said than done or maybe people should just bathe more with incense and candles and uh or maybe people should I mean, laugh at trees more well that's for sure like definitely <laughs> if, if i'm gonna advocate anything it's laughing at trees and having baths maybe so maybe we started this with a poem why don't we finish this podcast with a poem? Do you have a poem okay. that you would like? So if that's the first poem you ever sent me, why don't we finish on the, the last poem that you sent me? What was the last poem? Well, as in, I mean, like, you could just make it up right now. Can you make it up right now? Yeah. Like, you just want me to come yeah. up with something? Yeah, yeah. How long? Uh, we've got, you know, a couple of minutes. Um, so what, what, what have we just spoken about? Should I use... Well, um, I think we've spoken about absurdity, man in the bath, car crash, uh... But in, in, I think in keeping with the absurdity of the absurdity, the absurdity of our podcast, it could be about anything. I think I may have put you quite on the spot here, though. This may be quite difficult. That's fine. Well, maybe we can just edit it so that it looks like you just said something like on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what I do love is actually that poem, that bamboo poem you sent me. Oh, that bamboo poem is incredible. so good. It's so perfect. It's and so it, perfect. It works with, do, you know, do you know it by heart? Uh, no, I've lost the uh, book, phone. Of course. No, I've got the book. I've got the book, but I've lost the phone that I had it on. Okay, so. Um, but it was like I look at your bamboo mat where you slept. No, no, you've got to say, you can't just like, you can't paraphrase the poem. You've got to. You're so anti me paraphrasing poetry. Yeah, you can't just like. And also just like chucking my own words in there. Huh? <laughs> You're so be ruining poetry. Well, yeah, because the whole point of the poem is like this sort of like, like aestheticism of the word and everything, and you like. Yeah, but I told you I don't care about moments, so I don't care about the moment that the poem is describing. Yeah, it's true. It sounds kind of healthy. <laughs> okay, so uh, while you're washing up and breaking plates or, like, covering yourself in fairy liquid, <laughs> um, I found the poem. 
And I think it's suitably absurd. So here Let's goes. Let's hear it. I can't wait. Um, okay. Seven days of grey. She sings the times of whispering bells, tormented by thought and the li- liaison of an infinite jest, buckling endlessly towards itself in a stream of enrapturing comedy. God smiles. The birds laugh. Nature is Dante's chuckle, and we are the cinder and smoke suspended in an evaporating inferno. And so the devil bows, gracing its fork with the humility of a sadomasochistic eternity. Because God is playing chess with the devil. And as white supremacists, they both choose black, for it reminds them of the childhood where they used to play together in an uncolored uniformity, dancing like fireflies, lost in an ocean of paint, splattered in reoccurring canvases. Blood as the primer of life, death its tender grandchild, and I, the infinite jest that repeats, 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 explodes, spewing the emptiness of words, slips through the totality of good God, bad world. No, I am not an atheist, just a simmering pan with the heat of a thousand fires, no pantheist. No pan-atheist, just an endless reflection of heaven on earth, fragmented through a prism of light, refracted and shattered in the shards of a mirrored silence.